first episode of the mm-hmm. Theory of Living, and I'm excited to be here with Kai, who's uh, my best friend. We've been playing this out for the last, I don't know how long now, almost six years. Six years, <laughs> yeah. Not continuous work, but you know, here and there, we've talked about it. But uh, we were busy with the lives, right? Um, um, so here we are, finally recording the first episode. Yeah, so some background on us. We were engineers in the semiconductor industry, and that's how we met each other, actually. It was night shift, and I had been coming from upstate New York. I worked for a Japanese company previously. Mm-hmm. And then you had just joined Samsung because you finished your mechanical engineering degree. Right. Um, but before that, you were in Korea, right? And you were doing your other degree. Yes. You were doing media uh, design? or Yeah, it was web designing. Uh, I studied that in college in Korea. And then um, I came here in 2008 and went back to school for mechanical engineering, which I enjoyed a lot. And then I joined the company. Um, probably shouldn't talk about the name of the company and all that. <laughs> but, you know, joined the company and, and you know, we met there. Um, and we hit it off pretty quickly because, you know, we shared a lot of uh, things in common, you know, philosophy and workout and fitness, reading, a lot of stuff, right? So it was basically love at first sight. That's what you're trying to say, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I had the background of traveling abroad, you know, and growing up living all around in the states and then overseas as well you know israel england germany right and so i'd been experienced to a lot of different cultures and i mean obviously you had the background experience growing up in an entirely different culture Mm -hmm. i think that's why we saw eye to eye and we kind of you know bonded over that and then i mean immediately we went out downtown drinking and that (laughs) nothing like alcohol to smooth over any uh yes miscommunications or things like that it was fun right and then that's the day I'm pretty sure that was the first day we hung out, and um, I got a text message from my ex, I mean, you know, two exes ago, but um, I got a text um, telling me that she she wants a divorce, right? So it was pretty shocking, but at the same time, really laughable, right? Because we were drunk, and who does this over text? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Now, I barely knew you, so I'm like, like right. how do I respond? Like, oh, is he upset yeah. or is he like okay? And you seem perfectly, perfectly cool. You're just smoking a cigarette. I remember we're out there at Blind Pig right. Pub, um, in Austin. But we developed a, a good friendship for a long time after that. We we're mm-hmm. going to the gym all the time together, like you mentioned, discussing philosophy, and right. we were just sick of working in the engineering field where we felt like we gave so much effort and our peers wouldn't do the same. And we're like, why are we working so vigorously for somebody else when we could be doing this Mm -hmm. for ourselves? So we should look into pursuing our Mm -hmm. passions and our dreams. Yes. And I think that's when we first kind of came up with the idea of like, well, Mm -hmm. let's sit down and do something, you know, start going to the coffee shops. And then eventually the theory of living is what we decided on for our name. And it was very open-ended. We didn't know what it was going to be, if it was going to be a vlog, a podcast, just a website mm-hmm. but we knew we wanted to do something else for sure yeah and then you know i think that applies to um other people as well you know i mean i, I was going to say that our industry i mean i don't want to say our industry the the industry that we uh we were in before 
uh, have a lot of unique um, elements that other industries don't don't have, right? But at the same time, um, that this dissatisfaction um, because of your surroundings, you know, um, at work especially, is applicable to old people, right? Mm -hmm. Those who are not happy at work, you know, there there must be reasons, and you know, a lot of times people just live without exploring their reasonings. But um, I think a lot of people can relate to it, um, to our story. Yeah. I think most people want to do what we're taking the first steps to finally do. And it took us, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, all said and done, probably about seven years. I guess 2021 is 2014 when we first met each other. And within yeah. a few months, we kind of, you know, tossed around the idea of pursuing something else. And it's just now finally come to fruition. Yes. So it's not to say that just because people feel that way, that it's easy to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, we felt it extremely and we're even working on trying to get out of the industry for a very right. long time. And eventually enough things lined up and planning to get to the point where we're here today. But it does seem the vast majority of people we meet when we talk about what we're doing or mm-hmm. what we want to do, they're always encouraging like, oh, do it. I wish I would have done it. Or they want to live that life for themselves. But it's very hard to escape a good paying job, you know, health care mm-hmm. benefits and all the other things. Yes. But, you know like we've discussed many times before, mm-hmm. Nietzsche, we want to examine our lives mm-hmm. and we don't want to be slaves to things. And we want to choose, you know, our morality and our path yeah. and travel down that road. And this is just one of the first steps in it. So we want to make this podcast about exploring not only our lives, but, you know, other people's lives that we meet mm-hmm. through interviewing them, talking, and then the vlog as well see how people are living, what they're doing for fun, how they find fulfillment, and that you can get that through more ways than just working Mm -hmm. the atypical nine-to-five job or two-and-a-half kids getting married, something that's very ingrained in the culture here in the U.S. Right. So we've talked about this, right? This uh, conventional lifestyle, we're not saying that it's a bad thing, right? Yeah. We're not saying that, you know, everybody should be looking for something more than that conventional lifestyle uh, but rather what we're you know trying to achieve is that uh, at least we need to uh, create an opportunity to explore or assess our lives right assess our lives and then um, to make it better right but without actually looking into it in detail it's almost impossible to achieve that and mm-hmm. we understand it's it's painful. It could be very fa- painful, right? Because I don't know. Everybody feels comfortable where they are if they choose to, right? Yeah. But um, to have the realization of um, like brutal realization of where you are um, could be a very you know necessary step to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have you have to have some type of discontent, or yeah. at least you know look down and examine where you are in your life. Be like, this is this what I want in our life? Am I mm-hmm. getting what I actually wanted? And you know, I think for both of us, it was the answer was always no, mm-hmm. but it was very hard to, for lack of a better term, you know, pull the plug and make steps yeah. to get out of that because mm-hmm. there are a lot of good things to having a you know a full time job that pays well. You know, there's a lot of security or the illusion of security Mm -hmm. 
in that. Um, and we're in, even though we have the age difference of 10 years, I feel like we're in a very similar spot well, in our lives. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody would believe it, but he's, right. he's 40 and I'm 30. <laughs> Um, yes. I guess I look my age, but he looks young as hell, so that's kind of bullshit. So yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, it's all that kimchi. It makes that... you look younger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's not a lot of people I think that even at their this point in their lives where they're willing to kind of forsake everything else and just give it a go. So you know, I'm super excited. I hope anybody listening to this mm-hmm. can also maybe get some inspiration or some clarity of like oh you know maybe that's something i'd want to do maybe i'd want to quit my job and go try something mm-hmm. else even if it's traveling now that you need a vlog or write a podcast or do anything about that but right. it can enrich your life mm-hmm. um you know i think the large purpose of us doing this mm-hmm. and sharing it with other people you know not yeah. only do we want to be successful but first and foremost we want to show you can find fulfillment in your life through different ways. Mm-hmm. We're just so used to looking at life through a cultural bias and a historical bias mm-hmm. that may be misserving us or right. misrepresenting what actually reality in life has to offer. Um, and so I think these are just the the initial steps into making things better. Um, yeah, for sure. But, but you know, I, I want to I want to talk about. Um, our previous status, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people may think that, oh, you know, maybe they were uh, miserable, so that you know, um, they had to make this step, mm-hmm. right? But uh, to be clear, our job wasn't bad at all. I mean, it paid really well, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it's engineering, so <laughs> right. it paid really well, and I mean, the social status was, uh, you know, not bad at all. Um. You know, we could buy stuff, almost whatever we wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, house and car, you know, all that. But again, I mean, this is not something very new to, you know, anybody, but money or social status, all that have nothing to do with happiness or, you know, satisfaction of your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why we uh, quit our jobs and... um wanted to start this uh, not particularly podcast at first but we wanted to explore more Mm -hmm. right in life and then um in preparation of that we realized that you know we can do you know actually more than just for ourselves we can actually you know um use this opportunity to actually help other people as well right yeah yeah i think a big part of you know the theory of living or whatever that is what it looks like a key component to life satisfaction Mm -hmm. is also what you can offer to other people right you know i mean you look at what isaac and you and he's like the only reason i have genius essentially is because i stand on the back of giants right so the only reason we're even in the position we're in right now where we can even realize like you know maybe this isn't what we want for our lives maybe we want more is because of the people before us, Mm -hmm. those that came before us, you know, whether that be, you know, our fathers or, you know, a metaphorical, metaphorical father or mother, you know, or metaphorical teacher, you know, philosopher or something of that, those guys kind of set up a path and a way. But the only reason we're even able to see that is because, you know, things we've read, the experiences we've had, Mm -hmm. and those are all cumulative into this moment. Right. And 
we've been fortunate enough to share similar enough of a path even in different places in the world Mm -hmm. to converge into this one part yes and you know happiness for some people is absolutely the nine to five you Mm -hmm. know having a significant other potentially having kids and having that security some people really want that The only thing we would do to anybody that's in that situation, no matter what your want or desire mm-hmm. is, is to say, well, why do I want it? You know, right. so what's the underlying reason? Is it because I'm afraid of what I'll do if I don't have those securities or that's so integral to my identity? Yes. You know, then what makes up an identity? Um, and it can get very complex very, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is why we also end up being engineers though you know troubleshooting trying to find root cause understand why things are the way they are right and through that analysis you get some self-discovery and it's valuable for anybody it can enrich your life don't get me wrong it makes life way harder because once you find out what you should be doing Mm -hmm. then you're confronted with the fact you're not doing that so there's some you know there's tension there there's some friction you're like fuck i should be doing this with my life but I'm sitting here on Instagram or I'm playing video right. games or I'm just hanging out and drinking beers. Like, what am right. I doing? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I, I wanted to touch on uh, what happiness means. You know, um, some may argue that happiness is overrated or uh, that's not something you should, you know, strive for, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, happiness can be a very simple thing and can be almost meaningless as well. Right. Yeah. Um, somebody who is couch potato who watches Netflix all the time, you know, eating whatever he wants, he's probably happy, right? But that's not really kind of happiness or value that you you need to look at look for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, along the way, uh, looking for, I I like to say more um, rather than happiness, you should look for um, potential values or. Um, the important things that you want to achieve or you want to have in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, along the way of uh, uh, finding that, there could be times uh, when, you know, you're, you're under, you know, great stress or you're not happy at all, right? But that's that step alone is very meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, I've been always that way. I, I, I want to... I want to avoid that term um, almost. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that people just use that term almost uh, um, um, without thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. just happiness is the best thing, right? Yeah. And in fact, it's not a lot of times, right? Uh, a lot of times, unhappiness or you know, hardship could be part of your very meaningful journey. So I think we should be careful um, using the term or even, um, you know, valuing that too much for mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, it lacks balance when you're only chasing happiness. Right. And kind of like you said, you know, the couch potato, sitting there chilling, watching Netflix, drinking some beers, you know, being high, having the munchies, eating a ton, you know, <laughs> something we're no strangers to. Um, but... <laughs> If you do right. that day in and day out, right. what you're trading that happiness for mm-hmm. is potentially, you know, everything else. Right. And that could be a huge trade-off, you know. Momentarily for that day, 
that trade might be worth it. You know, today I'm going to trade being creative or building something for relaxation and enjoyment. That is like one small component to being happy or fulfilled Mm -hmm. or feel like you're heading on the right path. It's it's finding the balance because there's nothing wrong with these one-off occasions mm-hmm. or you know dipping your toe into the pool of you know what whatever it is mm-hmm. <laughs> you know gluttony or resting you know drinking doesn't matter all those things can be beneficial when you look at the whole picture mm-hmm. you know no artwork giant painting has only one color yeah. right you know it's multiple colors most of the time or it's these huge scenes they're vast so it's evaluating different levels of happiness and Mm -hmm. looking into it and examining the complexity surrounding it right so you're right a lot of people use platitudes or these kind of statements we hate Mm -hmm. you know like work harder or yeah you know catchphrases yeah catchphrases that Mm -hmm. while on the surface they seem like there's something there Mm -hmm. if you get deeper at them and probably dig at them like what they actually mean they would probably wouldn't be able to give you a good answer because it's very hard and it takes Honestly, it's a lifetime of discussion to even maybe arrive to yeah. what might be considered a conclusion yeah. in these things. Yeah, I mean, those catchphrases are not necessarily wrong. It's just not really comprehensive enough to account for all the aspects mm-hmm. of of life, right? So that's why I hate that. It's almost like, um, you know, re- irresponsible to me. Yeah. Like you just <laughs> throw out the catchphrase and, you know, expect people to be happy with it or you know be enlightened mm-hmm. it's just not possible right yeah it's just not yeah and it also seems like those catchphrases only come from the people that have uh, already succeeded or made it somehow and yeah, maybe they that's don't why people buy it in the first place <laughs> yeah. right but i mean for them i guess i understand why they do it right because it's eye-catching and it sounds dramatic right <laughs> those catchphrases are very dramatic in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I understand why people buy it, but like I said, I'm sure there are people who benefit from that, but also I'm sure there are people who suffer because of that. Because like mm-hmm. I said, it's not really comprehensive. Therefore, you know, they may you know, there could be people who run into problems. Yeah. And yet those catchphrases, whatever, you know, message they're conveying cannot explain it at all right and yeah. then you know they're devastated yeah right? i mean you tell a guy that it's not successful or things aren't going right in his life well work harder you know mm-hmm. you're not working hard <laughs> enough like well, <laughs> what the hell does that mean work, work harder like right there's the guy or the you know the girl busting her ass day in and day out and it's not seeing like the benefits not seeing the rewards and it's like right. well if this is a me thing then you know i'm doing what this person who's successful is telling mm-hmm. me i'm working as hard as i can and they can come back to on them you know they feel insecure or self-conscious they can even be depressed from that type of thing right. because it lacks the depth mm-hmm. and i you know again i don't think these guys are saying intentionally you know are being intentionally vague it's easier just to say work hard because right. that is definitely a part of it but it misses the nuance and we yes. talk about this all the time mm-hmm. how much how how often somebody says something or conveys a message, but they miss the nuance. I mean, we live in a culture and a media too, where things want to be painted in black and white. Mm -hmm. There's no gray. There's no in between yet. Everything in life Mm -hmm. 
appears to have some type of nuance to it. Right. Um, I mean, even mathematical terms and things mm-hmm. of that nature, there's nuance, you know, there's complexity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's evolutionary or if it's cultural, the need to simplify everything for us to communicate, but yeah. it seems to rob us of the human experience, yes, a large absolutely. part of it. And that's, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because once you lean into the nuance, even though it's hard and it's difficult at first, you develop such an appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, and a love for it. Mm-hmm. And that makes like, it can make almost anything beautiful. Right. And that's what, you know, make things more, more lasting, right? Otherwise, you know, I don't want to say shallow, but values could be shallow, right? Mm-hmm. And those tend to not to last for a long time, right? Again, going back to the same thing, if that's the case, then you're being in a state of struggle again, right? Yeah. I mean, struggle is not a bad thing in life, right? Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes, well, even if it's not necessary, sometimes it could be very uh, uh, valuable experience mm-hmm. because that's uh, where, you know, you're given with the two choices. Either you stay where you are or progress right Mm -hmm. make progression so i think it's important to understand that what we're what we're talking about exactly i forgot (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean right um yeah we're just talking about happiness essentially you know yeah what it it can be different for the couch potato or for the guy sitting right in front of you you know what i mean like happiness for us means something Mm -hmm. probably vastly different than even somebody may be listening to this right now, mm-hmm. but I imagine this is similar for a lot of people. What happiness or kind of constitutes, mm-hmm. you know, these ideas, this exploring life, this this adventure. I think that's something you and I have both in both in us. We want to adventure. It's more than just being physical locations, which we're going to do. You know, we plan to travel mm-hmm. abroad. We're going to record several podcasts and vlogs along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, show away people's are living their lives but deep inside us we also want to explore the concepts and the ideas and the nuance between culture between person between language because all these have such a huge impact on the way we view things and then you know we want to condense it and share it in a way not even condense it we want to share it with you know you the listener or the viewer Mm -hmm. um, and we want to grow together and we want to kind of develop this theory of living you know here's the possible ways one could live and find satisfaction and mm-hmm. happiness. Or things that you can apply to your life. Yeah, right? yes. Yeah. Something that can uh, enrich your life. Um, I'm sure there will be, you know, many levels of, um, you know, findings and, you know, things that can be helpful for people. But also, I, I wanted to talk about why we want to do you know, uh, I mean, podcasts, we were to talk about it, but why we want to do uh, the type of, um, you know, content, which is vlogging and mm-hmm. you know, traveling and all that. You want to you talk about it a little bit? Yeah. So, I'll, like I mentioned before, you know, I grew up traveling mm-hmm. around, around the world from a very early age, like enter the U.S. and overseas mm-hmm. abroad. And then, you know, you grew up in Korea as well. And then you've traveled and you've right. lived in the States for, you know, over 10 years now. But seeing the differences in the way people interact, conduct themselves, and carry themselves, 
was very rewarding for me. Um, and it made it very strange when I came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I saw that a lot of people were different or they held other people in different regards if they looked different or they had a different cultural background mm-hmm. that they didn't understand. And it made me realize, like, wow, you know, most people think they have it figured out. But the experience I had was already greater than a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I've experienced a lot, and I don't have it figured out. There's no way, you know, you guys with your limited place in the world where you've mm-hmm. been, traveled, seen, and experienced, that you have it all figured out. But we think we do, and we'd like to think we do. Um, I just found that to be hugely beneficial for me in mm-hmm. developing, like, personal relationships with people from all types of backgrounds. Right. And... It really just enriched my life. And I wish everybody could have that enrichment. Right. And I think that's really why I want to go travel. It's because I still know there's things on the table. There's things left on the table for us to go grab mm-hmm. that we don't, we're not even aware of exists right now that are going to completely change our minds, our mm-hmm. worldviews, and the way we interact with people in the world. And I think that mm-hmm. could be only a positive. You know, like we talked about before, two greatest things you can do for yourself, travel to different places and read. Yeah, because that's the only way you're really gonna get a new input in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, travel you have all your senses bombarded: smell, taste, sight, sounds, everything, mm-hmm. and you think you have to think in a different way. And mm-hmm. It's exhausting, but it creates like new neural pathways and things of that Absolutely. nature. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I know you're you read more than I do. You're an avid reader, so you can speak to speak to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are you know traveling and reading are two different experiences, but I think it achieves. They both achieve um, uh, similar things in a way that, I mean, uh, you explain it, you know, beautifully, but, you know, traveling, especially like it, it puts you in a, you know, uncomfortable situation, you know, meaning that um, like it forces you to tap into uh, untouched things of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So. I think that's one of the greatest things about traveling. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, being in a new place, you know, meeting new people, all those are, you know, very meaningful experience. You know, you can learn things, you know, anything that is new to you could be very valuable. But also, like, just internally, like, you're put into this uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. where you have to bring out these new things about you. Yeah. That's like, you know, equivalent to learning yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Therefore, you know, making yourself better and you know um that's why i think traveling is a very um important experience and then um i mean obviously not everybody can afford to do it uh often but as much as you can right yeah i mean there's definitely easier ways to travel too i know that's the cool thing there's so much out there's um lonely planet nomadic mat there's all these other alternatives that travel cheaply mm-hmm. if you want to and it's within the means of anybody for the most part it might take longer time to save up and prepare right. but it's also in the token you know in the same or not retrospect but the same side of the coin is you have the anticipation the mm-hmm. excitement building oh, up yeah. for something Absolutely. that could you know potentially mm-hmm. totally change your life right in a completely different way you might live abroad you might move somewhere learn another language it might change mm-hmm. everything about you um but also again that's the great thing about reading books are cheap you can find almost anything for sure. free to read sure. and there's you can spend the rest of your life reading mm-hmm. and you won't read it all <laughs> you know, yeah. like, literally 
won't be able to read it all. Especially these days, right? I mean, there have been always this distracting media. Um, I don't know, 100 years ago. When did TV come out? 1920s? Uh, it's sometime in the 1900s. Some, like I'm that, not, right? not familiar with it. But the anyway, day. there have been this distracting media always, right? I mean, it's a, today it is phone, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's, this is something, this is not new to us. This is not something, you know, um, very new to us that we cannot focus because of that, right? Um, where am I going with this? But anyway, the point is, uh, what were we talking about? I forgot again. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Guys, traveling this is our first and reading. episode. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, where I was going with that. Well, you were saying reading, right? There's so yeah. much you can choose to read from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, you know, a lot of people don't read because of a lot of distractions today, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it is only accumulating, right? Because, like I said, 56 years ago, before the phone and the internet, it was TV, mm-hmm. right? It was, uh, you know, dance parties, whatever. But now. <laughs> dance parties. Top, <laughs> I'm going to go to the dance parties and read on this top book. Of all that, they still exist, but you have phone, you mm-hmm. have, you know, tablets, you have Netflix, you yeah. know. So I guess uh, the level of distraction only goes up. Um, so I, I haven't really checked, um, looked at any stats, but I'm pretty sure the phone and, you know, um, the social media are big contributors to um, um, reducing reading time. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's got to be. It's it's an easier stimuli to observe, or, Mm -hmm. sorry, absorb when you're watching TV or you're going to be reading these small posts, you know, assigned to, I think Twitter is like 160 characters and Instagram is maybe a little more, but, you know, they're all very small condensed versions of information tidbits and we whether we realize or not we start building our worldview and the way we process the world based off that information yeah as well which is you know potentially can be a good thing i might say it's always a bad thing but if you don't also explore the other side Mm -hmm. maybe you know maybe the curtain's being pulled over maybe there's some smoke and mirrors going on maybe that's not what the real world actually looks like right you know especially if you want to get into political or racial issues mm-hmm. or these hot topic issues that mm-hmm. again as i mentioned before when people want to make black and white and the media wants to make it even more mm-hmm. you know binary zero and one and if you just step out there in the real world you might see like oh man nobody nobody really cares about these issues that mm-hmm. they make them seem so important right um you know like uh, maybe there's not a ton of people getting censored in my everyday life or mm-hmm. maybe most people don't care if i'm gay straight bi or whatever mm-hmm. you know when you start interfacing with people and having those conversations you can get to the heart of the matter and that's one of the coolest things about traveling as well i mean you've had this experience you can't communicate with the person really but you understand each other oh, and yeah. you can still have a great time you can still go out enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. and you can still feel care and compassion for that person mm-hmm. and that's I mean, if you've never had that experience, it's one of the coolest ones. You realize, like, language is not confined to our words yeah. or, you know, even, like, body language necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's it's so complex, like, human interaction and relationship. And the more you seek out these things, especially people that don't share your worldviews or your background, the more you get to work that muscle, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that heart 
like the heart of perceiving and perception yeah. and understanding of the world. And it's, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. It's fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, um, like personal experience, like in person makes you more genuine, right? I mean, if you were to do the same thing with, uh, someone in Italy right now, um, like just chatting, right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to be genuine, but when you interact with that person in person, um, like you become just automatically more genuine, right? Yeah, yeah, That's why absolutely. I think that experience uh, uh, becomes so much better. Yeah, because it really calls the forth too. The things that you already have, you know, kind of like programmed in you, like mm-hmm. your habits and the way you respond to things. You know, they're almost immediate. You know, whereas a text or something, you're like, oh, let me reply. I want to sound a certain way. You're trying to like put per, make people perceive you in a certain way, yeah. which is maybe not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe it is. But I think for most people. When they're texting or they're going through those things, they're not really putting on who they are necessarily, but who they would like to be, who they want to be perceived as. Yeah. And, I mean, like this. This, for example, this is a conversation. Yeah. We don't have a script. We don't have anything in front of us. This is all just right. we're interacting with each other. That's mm-hmm. why there's pauses. You know, there's hiccups. We say the wrong word. You know, say, uh, like... This is well, all new for us, yeah. and it's exciting, also, though. This is we're not relationship. Really experienced in this. Correct, know. yeah. Uh, I got to say, I mean, we're not wrapping up or anything, but uh, this is our first episode. I mean, not just first episode, first time ever recording ourselves talking <laughs> in front of camera, yeah. you know, with, uh, you know, fancy mics. But uh, I, I, I feel a little nervous, for sure, you know. Um, but at least we can talk uh, genuinely, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very candid. <laughs> so if you hate us, it's only going to get worse from here is what we're yes. saying, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about, um, I don't know if you were talking about, we should talk about this. But anyway, the texting, right? I mean, texting, like you said, it just gives you an automatic opportunity to be fake because mm-hmm. you have you have time, right? Nobody's uh, uh, watching you to answer, mm-hmm. right? So, in a way, it's a good thing because you can, you know, think carefully of what you're going to say. But also at the same time, we tend to use that opportunity as um, our advantage. Yes, we're, we're, yeah. you know, you know, constructing words in a way that uh, I want this sort of outcome mm-hmm. from that person, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why texting is, I don't want to say, of course, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we text all the time, but uh, I just prefer, you know, talking on the phone at least, you know, or talking in person. Yeah, that, that's that just makes it so much better. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about, so we're in Oklahoma City for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You had your men's physique bodybuilding show. Yes. You won your master's and second yes. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the Uber... The guy we got with, he was in his 50s, a gentleman, and um, he used to do radio. I guess he's doing some live streams Very good now. Voice. Very, yeah, yeah a beautiful. Attractive I wish, voice. I wish we had the voice he yeah, had. You know, exactly. people would tune in for it. But he was talking about the texting as well. He's like, you know, I don't know. I, my daughter, she texts me what, and I hear what. Yeah, you know what she really means, like <laughs> oh what, you know. But we were talking about the intricacies right. about human interaction. He was saying as well, mm-hmm. same issues with texts. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's further removed from our generation than we are, you know, only by another 12 or 13 years. But there's another person saying the same thing that we're saying right now. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to press almost anybody about the issue, they would say, you know, they enjoy the human 
one-on-one interaction, like face-to-face. And I think currently, though, maybe a lot more younger people have an issue with the interaction, like mm-hmm. face-to-face, because they just haven't developed the skill set. I mean, we grew up when there wasn't text or any of that. You know, there wasn't, no. didn't have any of that. I, you know, I went through high school, didn't have a phone, didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like just coming out there. They didn't have it when you were going through school. Yeah. So everything we had was in person. I remember going to my friend's house to see if he was yeah. home because I couldn't get him on the phone. You know, mm-hmm. could you imagine doing that today? Like, oh, I don't know if he, right. I can't get him on text. I'm going to drive over his house. That's could you imagine? Right. Yeah, there's no way. Nobody would ever do that again yeah. today. And if you showed up at the door, you're like, oh, yeah, you didn't answer my text. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, well, that's well, that's weird. Why are you showing up at my door? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you're the weirdo. Yeah, exactly. But it used to be totally normal before. Right. So I think a lot of young younger people maybe um, just don't have that muscle built yet where yeah. this is normal, you know. It's fine. You can say the wrong thing. I think also a lot of people are worried about being yeah, canceled or whatever because mm-hmm. you hear about it in the media. Like, oh, that person said something that was perceived as racist right. or is racist or mm-hmm. whatever hot topic issue. Readily judged. Yeah, right. and they, they yeah. miss the nuance. Like, we've said fucked up things to each other to get a joke, you know, mm-hmm. to get a laugh or something, you know, with no ill will. But if we put that into a text message or something, then yeah, it could be perceived in totally a different wrong way. Right. You know, we give each other a hard time, bust each other's balls, you know, but because we have relationship and we can see the nuance. I know who you are. You know who I am. We're able to bypass these words that we define as language. And we have almost our own language. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful thing about relationship. Again, you build a new language with somebody. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause uh, definitely, it takes time for you to uh, get used to the person and then that entails what you just said one of them is understand that person's uh, uh, you know way of talking right um, obviously words matter but more than the words sometimes you need to understand that person's style of talking mm-hmm. right then you can uh, understand the person better yeah absolutely yeah. And the only way you can do that is spending time with somebody. Yes. Which is effort. Again, hard. It's yeah, not this. I mean, I guess that's like a good thing and bad thing, mm-hmm. right? There are um, two sides of the coin. I don't know. Like, that's that's what uh, makes getting to know a new person um, is, is exciting. Because you don't know anything about that person, and you know um, the process of figuring out, feeling that person, all that is exciting, especially romantic um, oh, yeah. <laughs> relationship. But also, it could be could be frustrating, right? No, absolutely. Have you have you felt that? Like you know? Oh, frustrated? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, definitely. In a way where I'm like, oh, you know, not to sound. Uh, like I know it all or anything, but sometimes I'm just like, oh man, this person's so inexperienced. They have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, but also you have to come from a place of empathy and understand like, oh, they just yeah. haven't had the same experiences. doesn't mean mine are better. Mm-hmm. They're just different. And that's, you know, that's fine. And also realizing, for me, I realize I don't have to be friends with everybody. You know, I don't have to hit it off with everybody. Yeah. You know, be genuine, be cordial, be polite with everybody you meet. But your friends, you shouldn't have to work to choose or to make. You know what I mean? You should kind of hit it off like, oh, we're, we, 
we're on kind of the same wavelength. Like we have mm-hmm. things we agree on, you know, it's, it, so it feels less like work to maintain those relationships. Yes. If it feels like work, then maybe there's some incompatibility there, mm-hmm. you know, after some time, after enough time. Yeah. Right. After enough time has passed, you know, you know who your friends are and that's okay. It's good. I'd rather have high quality people in my life mm-hmm. in the regards to we're more compatible than people that, you know, we have to just tolerate each other, mm-hmm. you know, think those people can be important as call sorry can be important as colleagues or mentors or other roles but as far as friendships are concerned i think getting on with the people that you get on with is very important to have too because there's some like comfort there and your identity is also part of your friends and those you associate with oh yeah you know it's a huge part Mm -hmm. um so choosing the right friends is definitely important and it's okay not to get along with everybody just be polite you know yeah yeah sure and also you know number of really close friends uh, that you have doesn't really define who you are uh, at the same time right yeah but i think it's important to uh at least to try try to try to try to make friends and try to you know i don't know i it's kind of superficial to say that uh you need to be social but you definitely get a lot of things uh, by interacting with the people, right? Yeah. It's just different experience. That's what I'm getting at. Very different experience. Yeah. I think uh, evolutionary biologists and people that study anthropology would tell you that culture, mm-hmm. society, right. and human interactions super important to our species. Mm-hmm. Um, probably even people that you know study the mind and depression and things like that. It's probably – I can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I've only heard this you know, secondhand or anecdotally, but – having people in your life that you can trust that love you and you love or care about mm-hmm. makes your life better and more well-rounded because there's more facets to your life. Oh, yeah. Just like 100%. why it's also important to have alone time and be able to handle your thoughts and what your processes are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's super important too, because if you're just masking all that process by spending time with people, then you're also missing out on a huge part of life. Yeah interpersonal development things mm-hmm. like that nope still recording there we go yeah 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 it is it is we typed out a couple things here that we uh make sure we want to get to mm-hmm. let's see here what are they so uh our future plans uh, we sort of sort of touched on that a little bit but um I mean, we talked about the importance of or and values of traveling, um, but that's why we actually are planning mm-hmm. uh, for our first trip. To tell them where we're be, going. What's that? Should we tell them oh, where yeah, we're of going? Course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we'll we'll go to Thailand to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's various de- various destinations in Thailand from beachfronts, the jungles, the mountainous areas, mm-hmm. um, Bangkok, Chiang Mai. Kopipi, Kotal. There's a whole bunch of different places we can go. Kai's never been before. I've only gone once for only a couple weeks. So, And at the time that I went, I had quit my job and I wanted to backpack, but mm-hmm. made some poor choices and had to come back. <laughs> we'll get into that sometime down, Maybe, yeah. down the we road. Will. Definitely yeah. we will. You know. Yeah. But we're excited to go out there and really experience you know, a different culture. The mm-hmm. people are very... Very kind from all my experiences, right. and the uh, the beauty is unparalleled. Yeah, 
I mean, that alone, right? I mean, that alone is enough reason for us to go there. Absolutely. So um, we are not limiting um, our our visiting time there because we want to um, force ourselves to be uh, as normal as possible in that new area, right? Mm-hmm. New environment. And obviously, we're gonna uh, experience things that um, we like. Uh, for you, it is climbing. I mean, for us, we I mean, we haven't talked about this the first time, right? This yeah, yeah, it's first time. time. Anyway, uh, we train in a lot of different things. Um, uh, I do Muay Thai. I've been doing Muay Thai for some time, and you know, he's been climbing for how many years now? Uh it's I think 2015 or 2016. So many years yeah six or seven years almost now yeah so i mean thailand has a lot of beautiful places to uh places to climb yeah right and obviously muay thai we're gonna i mean that's where it developed yeah and we're gonna film all that uh i don't know if if you're gonna do a youtube channel yet um i mean we have a youtube channel we have so we have a YouTube tied right now, but yes. I mean, as far as for mainly podcasts, right? Mainly it'll be podcasts yeah. and the vlogging stuff. Um, but we're gonna record some of these travels, and would love to hear from you guys what you'd like to see, what your interests are in Thailand, or right. you know, some things we could help explore for you if you're not there in person, or if you are there in person, you know, let's get together, plan something, have a coffee, have some beer, and that's great. Yeah, you know, go go enjoy it and just mm-hmm. discuss some ideas um that's once one facet of the podcast slash vlog slash the theory of living mm-hmm. um and then getting into the next thing here sorry i just don't want to miss I mean, this we uh, just have some notes um i mean th- that's about it um so we're planning to um leave here maybe in december right i think Uh, december roughly because we have uh certain things that we need to take care of before we leave but it's going to be uh sometime in december uh for thailand Mm -hmm. and um like you said you know if you guys want to see certain things um just let us know in advance so that we can prepare for that um uh journey and um we're in 46 minutes in. Um, sounds like for it uh, feels like forever. It feels like, <laughs> feels like for a lot. Yeah. I actually feel like we just started. To me, oh, it really? feels like maybe 50. Mm. The coffee's probably hit me. You know, very nice. You want to talk about the coffee? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about the, the coffee. By the way, it's not ours. It's not ours. But it's not ours. It's a... Uh, but it's really interesting, right? That's why I wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about... I don't want to talk about brand, you know, specific brand or anything like that, but... Uh, we love coffee, and this is uh, coffee beans. These are coffee beans from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, when I heard about it for, for the first time, I, I was really puzzled. Oh, Hawaii? I've never heard of Hawaii makes, you know, produces good coffee beans. Yeah, it's not extremely mainstream. Yes, uh, but I, I'm in love with it now. Yeah. Yeah. So my, uh, my dad and my brother had gone to Hawaii. Mm-hmm some months ago and i guess there's some farms out there mm-hmm. and they do all their production of the coffees right. from the packaging shipping everything of that nature and they have the opportunities for people to come and work on the farm they'll give you a room and board pay you a, a good good wage mm-hmm. um but 
again, I hadn't had it till the first time where my brother sent it to me to try, and I tried it, and it was delicious, and you've tried it, yeah. and it's something we've, I mean, coffee's what we drink, mm-hmm. primarily. It's coffee, water, and then, you know, beer occasionally, mm-hmm. some whiskey, but coffee is an everyday thing. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a routine. It's how we start the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our pre-workout. It's what we do when we need energy. Midday lull right here for the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Made some coffee. So we have a strong interest in going out and looking at some farms and pursuing a coffee bean and then a roaster mm-hmm. to potentially do that and sell it on the pad- podcast. And for our Patreon members, which we haven't gotten to yet, mm-hmm. that subscribe, we want to be able to give this coffee to you and you know we can share the same same morning routine which would be cool you know yeah you know that the people that are listening to us start the day the same way and mm-hmm. um i guess that's a probably a good segue into how we're funding most of this or what we'd like to do yes first and foremost we want to bring value to anybody that's listening to this and anybody that contributes to it we're extremely grateful for because we couldn't do it obviously without you guys yeah and you know regardless of if we have support or not we want to do this because we're passionate about it it's not about necessarily making money but continuing this lifestyle and be able to add value to your life as well Mm -hmm. so we have a patreon page set up for those that want to support with varying tiers and memberships and you can find that at patreon.com backslash the theory of living um, to see all those membership benefits but it's it's an exciting time for us and any support helps at all and again don't feel obligated it's deeply appreciated and we're going to try to add more things to the tier packages or please give us feedback what you'd like to see in those patreon pages Mm -hmm. um ways we could help incentivize to make it feel like you're getting your money's worth and you're contributing to the podcast because this is not just kai and cody's podcast this is you know our podcast all of us Mm -hmm. and together we want to provide value again right and this is where we can talk about you know anyone who wants to uh participate in our podcast yeah uh let us know uh all we have to do is just uh, add some mics so uh we'll be more than happy to have interesting people so um i guess that's about it for the uh for the first episode yeah i think that uh i think that wraps it up pretty nicely you know I th- yeah I mean, I'm sure we made a lot of mistakes, especially uh, me. But um, also, for that note, uh, please make some comments. Uh, leave some comments on uh, our performance. <laughs> <laughs> our performance. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, you let us know, uh, you know, what we can improve and what we can do better, right? I mean, um, after all, we're doing this for... Um, because of the people who support us, right? So we want to make this better for you. So um, we'll appreciate your uh, input. Thanks again for listening. It's Theory of Living. 